Trottier for Discussions of Truth. Follow me on Instagram primarily, Twitter occasionally. It's I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R, Trottier. And uh, iantrottier.com, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. I've been doing this since 2016. Officially actually coming up on the, wow, uh, seventh year. Seventh year? Um. Sixth year, sixth, sixth, sixth complete year. This this actually makes this episode makes six complete years. So we are moving into the seventh year, come twenty twenty three. Seven years, I've been doing discussions of truth, and uh, the first episode was with Miriam Henning, uh, and that was I think January fourth. The, the, whatever the first Wednesday was of 2017. That's when I did the first show on Winwood Radio. We are completing now six, I'm completing six years. And in that six year time frame, I'm starting on a second book, waiting for Trine Day to run the press for uh, Freedom Reserve No More Lies, which began. Um, it began its uh, literary comp composition uh within the first year and a half of doing the show so four and a half years ago is when i started that work and i just wrapped that up here the past few months um and like i said within that time frame of wrapping up and submitting manuscript to publisher i have started on a second book now um things really picked up for the program in the sense of what I personally was able to do in regards to political activism uh, at around the fall mark of 2020. So that's been two years. So four years into the show. <clears throat> and that's when I had met uh, Tiffany Trump. I'd been invited to a fundraiser for the president, uh, Mike Pence. This is at Doral in Miami. Um, that was two years ago. Uh, this past October it was, I believe the 15th day of October of that year. And, um, that is when I had, uh, basically given the invitation that I had received, which had a pretty hefty price ticket to it, to the Google whistleblower, Zach Forhees, who's written the book now, Google leaks, which has been out for about a year and a half, I believe. Uh, the last chapter in that book, I believe, it is the last chapter uh, talks about this experience that I'm addressing right now. Um, he was able to get the price tag to buy the ticket. It was only him that was supposed to go in, but the two of us got in because um, we were both granted access and uh, neither one of us said, Hey, uh, only one's one person's got the ticket. Um, basically I was given a, <laughs> complimentary ticket for whatever reason that happened that day, but that led us to Tiffany. And, uh, and a few hours after meeting Tiffany and I looked her square in the eye and I says, you got to get this message to your father, uh, about the Google corruption. Um, a few hours later, we're hanging out, hanging at, hanging out Doral, 
Um, and um, that's when uh, the president come in after the NBC town hall. He walks in and Tiffany's by his side and she walks him up to Zach. And then he points over to me and he says, hey, who's this guy? He looks like a prize fighter. You can find that video on my website. Um, I think it's probably because of the tall brimmed hat I was wearing. It resembled uh, some of these hats that, uh, I don't know, boxers wear, I suppose. Um, whatever, whatever it did, it made him think of, made him think, made the president think of me as a prize fighter, whatever that meant. <clears throat> but I'm sure that Tiffany and I haven't had exchange that dialogue with her since, but I'm sure Tiffany laid down the conversation that she had with me and um, the urgency that I conveyed with my, um, through my uh, uh, speech and eye, eye, eye contact. Uh, because uh, she knew, she knew that she, she knew this was important. <clears throat> so this is the final episode of 2022. I don't know how many I've done this year. It hasn't been every Wednesday. Usually you can find me on Wednesdays. Um, but uh, of, I think about July is when I began not doing every Wednesday as it was, I was concentrating on getting the book done and the editor and getting it through. And so I have kind of ramped up the every Wednesday uh, schedule again, as uh, last week I hosted Mark Shaw for the fourth time. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to the episode. I bring up some really critical components of how I viewed the information that he conveyed through his book and what I read of the book. And um, there's at least twice in our dialogue of about a, over an hour, I suppose it was, um, where uh, I think I caught him with a good, uh, by surprise, if you will, right? Um, he was interested. Now I consider Mark is the actual reason that I wrote the book in the first place, that freedom deserve no more lies has become a book. Um, Mark is the reason he's written, I think 30 plus books. And he was an early guest on the, on my show. And, uh, he's the one that said, Hey, Ian, you've got to, you got to write a book. You got all these great interviews of which I can think of three of them that are now passed away. Uh, those are Charlotte Eiserbit. She's now passed away. Um, Jordan Maxwell has passed away. Uh, he, he opened the show up. He opened the year up in 2020, actually. It was January 3rd, 4th, uh, the first show done in January that he opened that year up. Uh, he, he's now passed away. And then, um, Paul Hellier is another person I can think of who's passed away. Now the Charlotte and Paul are both in their nineties. Paul and I actually share the same birthday. Um, Jordan was in his eighties. So these are these are people that are that were up there. Um, and if I'd go through the list of who I've interviewed, I'm sure that uh, it's quite possible that someone else has passed away. So rest in peace to those three. Um, Charlotte and I were talking about doing an in-face sit-down interview. She actually said I had a better she had a better interview with me than she did with uh, Rents. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, that was uh, that was some nice credibility um, my way from from somebody who's very respected. Uh, Charlotte's father was is a, was a member of Skull and Bones. Uh, she received a call from Anthony Sutton, the, the guy that I commonly address, former Hoover fellow, um, that was really dissecting the corruption in the U.S. government financial system primarily, rooting through the Skull and Bones Society at Yale. Now, what is the Skull and Bones Society? I can get into that in a little bit as well. But 
And of course, this is just kind of my research and it's open to being inaccurate, of course. But the premise of Discussing the Truth, first known as the Florida Sun and Spray Show when I hosted Miriam, uh, the premise, of course, was exposing the corruption behind the pharmaceutical medical industry that ties closely into the um, the financial industry in the United States. And that's why I talk frequently about the Federal Reserve and the corruption behind the Federal Reserve. But it was being exposed to the Zika virus in 2016. Rest in peace, another and, 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 and really the indirect reason as to why I do the show, the direct reason is a woman named Kitty. Kitty was a manager. She was helping manage Winwood Radio. I picked her up in a lift one day. I started talking about research I'd done. She says, come down to the studio, talk about it. So I did. I was probably 39 at that time. Um, maybe I had just turned 40. Uh, <clears throat> and um, it changed my life. The research that I found just completely changed my, my life, right? Um, and, uh, that's the direct reason I started doing the show. The indirect reason is a guy named David, David Granoff, a uh, former best friend of mine, former because he's now deceased. He committed suicide, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, October, 2020, as a matter of fact, uh, no, 2019, excuse me. It's been, uh, been three years now that David's been gone, but, um, David was, uh, a very successful PR manager in his day, worked himself up from nothing. Uh, to um, being the reason that uh, Anna Nicole Smith became a mega star. Uh, he I may be incorrect, but he is the one that got her from guess into some of the more mainstream publications. So I think he came across Anna when she was had already become a guest model. may have that incorrect, though. Uh, but uh, But he, of course... Very familiar with affluent lifestyles, private planes, um, beluga caviar, whatever it may be. Um, and and I, I met David uh, because I was trying to give um, Justin Bieber one of my nutrition company shirts. I wanted to give him uh, a shirt of the company that I was working for. I later started my own, um, and, and I halted that because I got into this, but that's called Rep Explosion. And... Uh, uh, again, I halted everything. I'd started, uh, I started a valet parking business that whose name I sold to the largest operator in New York City. I park valet. Um, going to New York and park your car and walk down the street, whatever it may be. Um, just look at a parking lot, parking garage in New York, and you will see that name. I park. That's my name. I created it uh, in San Francisco in 2006, 2007. Started using it, and um, so I'd done different things, but everything came to a halt when I came across the Zika virus. That's when I stopped everything. This has been my soul. And I got into carpentry as a, to make ends meet. This is why I began um, painting. I, 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 of course, like most American middle class, uh, you, if you're, you, you, if, if you're in the middle class, or I mean, I just, I hate to generalize, but most of us knows what, when most of us, I would think most men out there know what it's like to paint, right? Paint a wall, uh, paint a house, Right. Um, and it is not that I had never painted before, but that's when I picked up kind of remodeling and doing carpentry <clears throat> was uh, a means to sustain, sustain this focus of developing discussion of truth and writing a book. The new book um, should I hope it comes 
September. Okay. It's going to be, I, I, I've gotten to a point where I really understand the nexus and concern of my concentration and what it is. So I'm going to get out, get into that in, in a moment for you. Um, but yes, political activism took me to, um, being face to face with Donald Trump, him calling me a prize fighter. Um, and then just kind of other people that supported him and supported the country and the constitution, um, GOP and non-GOP that kind of rallied around my efforts and wanted to help kind of build me. Um, so I thank those people for that. Uh, many of them continue that to this day. I've got a lot of people that do support me, not financially, but in many other ways. And let me give an example here. And I want to, uh, I want, I want to uh, shout out, if you will, I, I want to compliment the work of um, Mike Miller, Michael Miller in Texas, uh, ranchers, warriors for ran, or ranchers for uh, what, what's this? Uh, anyway, he's a warrior for rancher. He's a rancher for war. Uh, anyway, he's a he's a veteran. I don't recall the actual name of his organization, but he is trying to halt this disgusting illegal immigration. Uh, I say disgusting because illegal, right? It has nothing to do with people that are crossing. I'm sure there's great, they're great people. But the fact that they're crossing illegally in the United States current administration allows that to continue, I frankly find disgusting. Um, a country has laws because it has things that are known to make it an effective society. Um, just like all of us need to be abiding by laws, right? You have a, you have various laws that you must live live by. The Constitution or a United States Constitution developed something. Uh, what was it? Eighty eighty three is when it was um, adopted. Um, it, those are a set of laws to govern. Be governed by. Um, you're living in a city, you're driving down the road, there are laws, okay? Well, you may say laws are meant to be broken. Okay, laws are meant to be broken. But in regards to ranchers, uh, ran Warriors for Ranchers, I think is the uh, the name of it. Um, <clears throat> look, I've been working with a, um, I've been working with a foundation called the Social Media Freedom Foundation, spearheaded by Jason Fick. He was formerly censored um, by Facebook. And uh, a Facebook whistleblower. Ryan Hartwood came my way and says, hey, can you help this guy out? Because he knew what I was able to do with Zach in a sense, right? Zach and I was a team effort. It's just that I was given the uh, the invitation to get into <clears throat> the fundraiser, the private fundraiser. And then Zach and I working well, really well together, went in and, and, and just, uh, it's, it's a great, great book. Google leaks by it now. Real fun chapter. And I write about it in my book and get my angle, my view from it in my book. And you can order that right now on booksamillion.com. No more lies. Interact no more lies. Just type that in on combustion. Pre-order it. Um, and so um, Ryan comes my way, and so I start working with Jason. Well, um, after about a year and a half, these are the kind of highlights. And this is the reason I'm talking about Mike Miller. Um, I was able to get. I was. I was. I was at a. Uh, I was at a fundraiser for uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, at, uh, at a private, private residence in Dallas where Louis, Louis Gomer, who I had interviewed a couple months previous to that was there. And I said, Hey, Louis, are you involved in social media freedom, big tech censorship? Yes. I want to get you on the phone with this guy. So I called, um, called Jason and they had about a 20 minute conversation. Louis, who's now retiring, I believe 
uh, Louis got fully involved. His his office got fully involved with Social Media Freedom Foundation, and now has a constant challenge as a result of that introduction I made. Now, when I called Jason, he's quick to answer the phone because um, probably four months prior to that, I was in Hialeah, Miami, where um, Governor DeSantis, who I had met for a second time as a result of me being in this legislation signing in Hialeah, had approached Ron. Uh, I'd spoken to one of his um, one of his assistants. Said I wanted to talk to him. He came my way. I says, I says, look, I want you. And this is what's interesting is that at about five months prior to that is when I was at Doral, uh, or excuse me, at Mar-a-Lago. After being at Doral, I'm in Mar-a-Lago with Zach. Uh, again, I'd been invited. Zach and I had gone. Uh, thank you, Zach. He picked up the the price tag on that another time because he picked up the price on the fundraiser at Doral, which I wasn't supposed to be at, but I was given a ticket to go. So two for one deal. And then I get invited to Doral. He picks up the ticket for that price to take that. So both times, make it very clear, both times at the fundraising Doral and at Mar-a-Lago, Zach picked up the price. Thank you, Zach. Um, and by the way, I think uh, Zach and Miriam have had a romance. I, I don't, Zach wasn't a whistleblower when I started the show in 2016 or 2017 when I hosted Miriam. They did not know each other. So it's really interesting that that as the time went on, Miriam uh, and Zach became have a romantic interest with one another, and I, I think to this day they do. Um, but of course, like I said, Zach hadn't blown the whistle um, with Project Veritas when I started doing the show in 2017. I always say I started in 2016 because that's when I started the research, uh, but I didn't actually do the first show until uh, the first Wednesday of January of 2017. So. Uh, here I am in Hialeah, or, or let go back to Mar-a-Lago. I'm in Mar-a-Lago. We're, we're at Doral. We meet the president. We meet Tiffany. We meet the president. We get into Doral the next month, or Mar-a-Lago. We go to Mar-a-Lago. And I take Mar I take Zach up to Governor DeSantis. I introduce him to Governor DeSantis um, as a Google whistleblower. So here I've introduced Zach to, in, a, in an inadvertent way, this isn't direct because it went through Tiffany, which was Zach's, product of Zach's efforts. But here, through my initial efforts, I, I'll take the credit for that. Um, I get Zach introduced to uh, the president of the United States, right? By the way, he calls Zach a hero. Um, and that's a quote that's listed on the back of Google Leaks. <laughs> you can see that. Right under the Sharon Cheryl uh, Atkinson quote. Okay. Then a month later, we're at Mar-a-Lago, and I introduce him to Governor DeSantis. Governor Sanchez looks me in the eye after we shake hands and says, we need, dis we need to dismantle Google. That's exactly what it tells me. Fast forward five months, Hialeah. I get invited to a legislation signing. And by the way, I did run, kind of, really. Um, nobody contributed my campaign, even though I did have a restaurant owner uh, say he was going to contribute. I just never went through it. But I did run for a um, Senate seat in Florida, in Miami. So I'm not opposed to getting involved in politics whatsoever. And I've had other people ask me to run. One person actually has is even told me that they will. They, they will. They will. And, and, and that person has integrated me into some pretty interesting uh, connections in D.C. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to stop that there. So I'm in Hialeah, and the governor and I are walking side to side. And I'm telling him about... Zach Voorhees, I don't know if you remembered or not, and ask me if you remembered. And I says, I want to introduce you to somebody else named Fick. So I take the phone out and I call Fick right there. Bing, 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 bing. 
ring, 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 no answer. By the time the governor and I had already arrived to his motorcade, he had to go. He gets in his car. He leaves. Of course, I go back into the building and Jason calls. Uh, Jason, you just missed an opportunity to talk to the governor of Florida on the phone. So every time I call Jason, he's pretty quick to answer. So when, I, when I'm in Dallas and I'm with Louie, he answered right away. That was productive. Constitutional challenge is a result of that. Okay. Now, Mike Miller. Um, I have been working for two years to get to Ted Cruz uh, because of the censorship issue. Um, and Jason sends me two weeks ago. He sends me something in regards to um, something that came out of Cruz's office with somebody named Gonzalez. He says, I need to get to Cruz. I call some people I know and I get on, I get to Mike Miller. Mike is a great guy. Support what he's doing right now. Google search it, support him. I don't know how he made it happen, but um, he, uh, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call from Cruz's office in D.C. wanting to talk to him. So whatever he had done, he got Cruz's office in D.C. calling him to get me on the phone. That uh, conversation was scheduled because I didn't answer the phone. Right? <laughs> People not answering phones. I wasn't at the phone. I didn't answer it. But a couple days later, I get on the phone with uh, Cruz's office in D.C. talking to Jason Fick. Um, so we'll see how that transpires. It's possible that Cruz will get involved. Um, I don't know. But what we do need to do is stand up for our constitutional right of free speech and free press. And if you happen to be sitting back and saying, oh, these are private companies, they can deplatform, they can erase, they can take down whatever they want. Have a look at what Fick's doing, because I agree with Fick. And I say, no, you can't because you're providing a, even though it's private entity, you're providing, you're providing free, a free speech and free press platform on a, in a public space, right? Um, now, that's me in layman's terms. You can get into the nitty gritty stuff with Thick, because he'll explain it incredibly well. Um, that's one example of basically how you, now there's a few examples along that line. But it's an example of how you can simply get active politically to stand up for what you feel are your rights. Because this is nothing, approaching my seventh year, this is nothing more than me saying, hey, wait a second, I see the Zika virus, I see there's these corrupt strings, vaccination mandates strings that I don't agree with, and I'm going to speak out, right? And that is what any one of us, can do. You just have to do it. All right. So these are why I bring forth. I'm in DC. Okay. And again, it's, it's with thick and I'm working on a totally different project outside of that, but that's one project that I commit as much time as I possibly can. Cause I believe in it. Um, I'm in, I'm in a private club by invite in DC. Jim Jordan comes walking through. I introduce myself to Jim. I pick up the phone. I get Jason on the phone. The two of them have dialogue. 
Um, you can make a difference. But if you don't open your mouth, if you don't write, if you don't contact people, then you're not going to make a difference. Okay? So if nothing more, use what I've been telling you here. Use my uh, my experiences as, excuse me, as fuel and support for your own personal endeavor um, to how you can make a difference because you can make a difference, but you have to exert. You have to put your foot forward. Okay. You have to knock on that door. You have to send that letter. You have to send that email. You have to make, make your opinion heard. Okay. If the folks on the Mayflower never boarded the Mayflower, the country would have never began. So I think that's an a pretty interesting segue into what I want to get into right now. Um, and um, we we are certainly in a challenging time in the United States. We have just gotten through what I consider um, the biggest attempt at genocide since uh, Hitler's Germany. Uh, you know, the, 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 these COVID mandates um, are froth. They're froth for uh, a, 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 a larger um, agenda, in my view. And go to my website right now, iantrache.com, click on 2022 America, a European puppet, and I list exactly why I say that. And one of the most appalling and astonishing things to come out of that is uh, um, is a protocol of the learned elders of Zion, which which my research show, show are not Jews. They are Jesuits. Now, the Jesuits were created in 1543 by the agent um, St. Ignatius de Loyola. This was done in Paris. Um, Jesuits. Is a French, really a French term. It's the term for the members of the Society of Jesus. They call themselves. Um, the Society of Jesus is a an order, an Vatican, a Vatican order. It's a military order. Uh, militantis regime exclusier, I think, is the is the literal term for the order, the law that was uh, the Papa Bull, if you will. And was it a Papa Bull? I don't know that much about the Vatican. Um, I, I know what Papa Bulls are, and I can tell you that this transatlantic slave trade was uh, conducted because of Papal Bulls, and um, uh, and 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 slave trading companies uh, that were based off of uh, con- conquistador, conquistadores, conquest, conqui- con- conquering lands. That is what the British East Indies Company was based off of: was trading natural resources. Um, now, the British East Indies Company didn't, not that I know of, my research may be inaccurate, didn't directly involve themselves in uh, slave trading. But the slave trading companies are based off of those um, types of companies. Um, and they are, they were, in effect, due to Papa Bulls. This isn't an American thing. Oh, you know, you know some of these founders may have been slave owners. That doesn't mean that they incepted the idea of importing human beings to be used as um, 
uh, to be used as slaves, machines, in essence. Um, <clears throat> okay, slave trading did not start with the United States of America. The United States of America was essentially forced into this um, profiteering exploitation of labor um, due to, in my opinion, the fact, and this is a fact, that the city of London financed the American Revolution. You know, a lot of people don't pay homage to that. Where did the Continental Army get its financing? Well, it got its financing from the city of London, which is not part of the monarchy. It's not part, if you're, an, if you're British, it's not part of the United Kingdom. It is a Roman banking entity that is private. And though it resides geographically in London, it is not part of London, as you know London. It's not part of the United Kingdom. Okay, It controls the monarchy. It is a popple banking institute. And it financed the Continental Army. It financed the American Revolution. Um, and more directly, or indirectly, depending on how you look at it, but more importantly, anyway, is the British East Indies Company. Because the first flag, which is the U.S. Grand Union flag, the first flag of the United States was the British East Indies Company flag. It has 13 stars and stripes. And in its canton, which is the upper left corner, it has had the Union Jack. The Union Jack resembles the Vatican the entity that controls England and the United Kingdom. It bears three crosses. That is the cross of St. Andrew, St. Patrick, and St. George. That's Scotland, Ireland, and England. That's what was adopted by Washington and Franklin in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1775 and flown aboard the Alfred, uh, John Paul Jones, ship in the Delaware that led to the American Revolution, the start of it, okay? That was the flag, folks. So these are the things that you're, for instance, not taught in school. These are the things that you've got to dig for and find out. These are the things that I've spent six years now finding, uncovering, to understand why the country is, well, becoming dismembered. It's becoming ununified, isn't it? <clears throat> so anyway, um, I want to share with you, and, 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 and you've, you've allowed me to share with you some of the things that I believe you can do if you get involved. If my words resonate with you, get involved. If you're opposed to mandates on vaccines, make your voice heard. Um, if you're opposed to um, the fact that the United States has a 30 plus trillion dollar federal debt, if you're opposed to that, you need to let your voice be heard. Um, if, if, if you are opposed to illegal, illegal immigration, let your voice be heard. Uh, but if you remain silent and you don't express your opinion, then this entity that I will explain and I've already touched on controls the United States because it controls it financially. And it did so through the skull and the alumbrados is the predecessor of Adam Weissat's Illuminati, the Spanish Alumbrados, 
this is a um, group of the enlightened ones of the Jesuit order. Okay. And this has everything to do with the, uh, the Vatican stronghold over Israel and Jerusalem. Okay. It is a holy war. Uh, it is a Vatican holy war. Now, this is where I urge you to listen to Jordan Maxwell. And um, the, the great being of the United States is based, the, the cornerstone of the United States is freedom of religion. There's just no way around it. That's just the way it is. What is religion? Religion is an interpretation, depiction, a story, an explanation as to why you exist. You are free to accept it in whatever form it comes to you by. And you don't have to accept it if you don't want to. The fact that you just exist, you can just acknowledge that. It doesn't have to have an expl explanation. But religion, of course, explains that. Now, is religion, therefore, organized religion, the most powerful monopoly that's ever been created by man? That's open to discussion. And that's why I, open, or that's why I invite you to listen to Jordan Maxwell. Uh, these are the great philosophical debates of um, Athenian, Athenian orators. You know, how do you best govern masses of people? How do, how do we best get along? Um, nothing has created that more successfully than the United States Constitution, in my opinion. It doesn't need to be changed. It resembles these age-old struggles, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion, these age-old struggles right to bear arms, these age-old struggles that man has always had to fight for. This is a major gift that you've been given and you've been inherited. And you must stand firm uh, for it, in support of it, or it will be taken from you. <coughs> Pardon me. Okay. So, there are... I've already mentioned the basis, right? The basis for the American Revolution economically. Um, I've mentioned the Illuminati. Um, the, this isn't conspiracy theory. These are all facts. Um, and that's why, it's, that's why you have to embrace that word conspiracy, because if you knew what the plan was, then it wouldn't be a conspiracy. A conspiracy is private, secret. And you're telling me that conspiracies don't exist? Well, I mean, come on, give me a break. Your, uh, you know, your wife or your husband, uh, if, if they've cheated on you, that is a conspiracy to do something uh, that doesn't benefit you, right? Benefits them. Conspire. Uh, that's, that's a you know, kind of a, a very vague use of a conspiracy, but um, it's a, it's a one person conspiracy likely, or it's whoever they've on the act with 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 the partner he's a type of conspiracy so conspiracy secrets do exist um identifying an organization that might conspire to bring down the united states that's on a different level right that's on a totally different level and and and, and, and whether you like trump or not whether he's part of a conspiracy or not i don't know but he did often use the term deep state and deep state in my research, is a real thing. I, I mean, you know, walk up to the White House and demand that Biden pay off the 30 plus trillion dollar federal debt. Go to Capitol Hill. 
demand that. Um, it's not going to happen, you know. And I'm saying nonviolent. I, 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 obviously, I'm doing saying legally do these things legally, but you have to get involved, right? You have to be. It's not going to happen because it seems clearly that the mechanism, the financial mechanism, the controlling, which roots out of Switzerland. Um, uh, the Bank of International Settlements created by the Vatican. My research shows that. Um, this instrument, this financial instrument, is meant to break down the United States, destroy the dollar, and absorb it into a global currency. Okay, that is That is what makes sense to me. And so then what is, what is the entity? is what you need to be asking yourself right now, and I'm going to steer you in a direction that I believe is that entity. It's what my research shows. This isn't something driven by the Chinese. This isn't something driven by the Russians. This isn't something driven by um, North Korea, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un. This, this isn't something driven by another nation. It's something driven by the financial instrument that regulates global currency and exchange. And that, in my research, is based off of what I presume and see as being the biggest threat to freedom and liberty and freedom of religion precisely that has ever existed among men, and certainly an enemy to the British for centuries. And therefore, an enemy to the United States because we speak their language, don't we? And that is wrong. Now, you may disagree with me, and I urge you to disagree with me. But I base that off of an order that I already mentioned to you, and it's called the uh, Regime Militantis Exclusiase, I believe is, was the term. That is the creation of the Society of Jesus. If you take North America and South America, and Stanford now has, a, or there's people in Stanford now that do not like, Stanford, by the way, is ran by a president that's uh, Oxford educated, he's Canadian, he's not American. Um, is he Jesuit? I don't know. Is he Catholic? Seems like it. I don't have anything against Catholics. Again, I'm all about freedom of religion. So choose whatever religion you want. Just make it peacefully and make a balanced and level playing field for all of us to live in. Okay. Um, it's just like, and, and by the way, this. David, my best friend, he's he's gay guy. He's gay. He he was gay. Openly gay. Hit on me all the time. Okay? Now, I respected him because I liked him as a person. I enjoyed being with him. He's a great, wonderful human being. I'm not homosexual. And I told him, David, I'm not gay. And he respected that. We respect, it was a mutual respect. I didn't care what his sexuality was. What I cared was he was a good human being. And he was one of the best that I've ever that I've ever befriended. Um, so this isn't about, this is about respecting other people. Okay, so yeah, so you want to transition, you want to become a transgendered person, do that. But don't feed that down elementary school kids' throats. Don't, don't let a person become 18 and make that decision. You know, let, let the natural biological course of humanity take, take, take its course before it, before impressing a person on becoming gay or transitioning to become a man or a woman that is not their birth. 
That's my opinion. Okay. Where could this be coming from? So we get back to the Elder, learned Elders of Zion, and we look at uh, protocol. Is, I believe it's 13. I may be incorrect. You can go back to my article. It's called European Banking Puppet, America, European Banking Puppet. It's at iantrottier.com. Read that article. Let's just say it's protocol 13. I think it probably is. It might be 11. And that openly calls for an inoculation of the masses. Look, if you're not, according to the Jesuits, you know their 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 goal is to um, convert every human being on the planet to Catholicism, and in many cases throughout the conquest of Latin America, i.e., Mexico, the Aztecs, if the conversion was not given, so if the Indian, the native was not willing to convert. They were they were put to death, folks. Death. They were killed. <clears throat> okay. Um, so let's transition real quickly into what was going on in Paraguay, Brazil, and Uruguay, uh, maybe parts of Argentina, China, Argentina at the time, um, in the 17th and 18th centuries. There you have, according to former guests on the show, it's been about a year and a half, Eric John Phelps, there you had the really preliminary stages of what Engels and Marx, um, who convened in London uh, to develop their points of communism, uh, there you had the preliminary stages of what communism really was. And they were reductions. It was a system of reductions, whereas you would pool the natives into these villages. Uh, the villages would be run by a, a father. And these people were, would, were exploited for labor, a, a form of slavery, right? And so uh, the profit the, and the products, the products that were made, the money was made, was pooled together so that everybody kind of lived under this pooled communal fiscal living. Um, and then, of course, the sugar or whatever was being um, refined or developed or manufactured uh, was shipped and sold to places like China. But this is a Jesuit system. Remember, the Jesuit is a military, militant, regime militant, uh, exclusius. It's a, it's a military teaching regime. The, uh, there's a uh, Thomas Wol Wolsey, was a cardinal, archbishop in England. Um, and basically before Henry, Henry, VIII, Henry VIII refinanced it, it was, he was the uh, founder of Christ College at Oxford. Um, a Jesuit. Uh, or Catholic, anyway. A Catholic at the time. I believe he was a Jesuit. And he devised a form of conquest in regards to education. So an educational form of conquest, not not a not a form of conquest uh, conventional, like uh, you know, put a dagger up to your throat, convert or I kill you. Okay, which was which, which was happening in, in with the natives in America, right? In England, it was re-educate re against education. At that time, Martin Luther and the Reformation. So he had a counter -reform Reformation uh, tactic, which is referred to as learning against learning. And that is basically um, brainwashing people uh, 
into falling into a trap, right? So giving you a medicine and saying, "Hey, you've you've got to," even though even though this even though this vaccine, you know, this is even though this vaccine, or even though this um, uh, even though this uh, virus uh, will only cause flu-like symptoms if you're a healthy human being. If you're if you have some health issues, it might kill you. But hey, m- most things in life will kill you know over- alcohol overdose, whatever will kill you if you have poor health conditions. Um, so COVID nineteen, nothing more than flu, a, a la Zika, right? Flu like symptoms. I'll take this vaccine to help boost your immune system. Well, hold on, it's not even a vaccine. It's not even peer reviewed. Um, it's not not technically a vaccine. It's an it's an injection. It's an inoculation. <coughs> and that's why I write, um, and it's 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 in in, in America European. Thank you, puppy. That's where I put this information because it is what seems to be. And if you're again, you're 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 historically, you've got this long plan to kill the United States and drown it in debt, because John Adams said that, right? You can you can enslave a nation by sword, or you can enslave them more effectively by debt. Um, if you kill them by debt, you kill the nation by debt. You weaken them, and you 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 obliterate their. Uh, their currency. So the U.S. dollar, I'd say it's on its death path here. Um, what's the next level, right? The next level is absorbing it into a global currency. And with the advent of digitization and technology, um, cryptocurrencies and that sort of thing, you then have an integration of right, a digital currency. So that's where that's where you have, of course, uh, groups like ID2020 and some of these advancements in regards to uh, quantum tat- quantum dot tattoos. Or you can, and these are these this thing. These things are already happening in nor, uh, north northern European countries. Uh, I believe Norway, Sweden, I may be wrong, but you can already make purchases um, with things with this quantum dot tattoo or microchip in your arm. Okay. So these advances in technology are already happening. Let's get back to the. Let me get back to the. Um, these, the reduction system. So again, if your goal is to convert everyone on the planet to your theology, your ideology, your religion, and historically you have killed in that name, in the name of God, uh, to conquer lands, to conquer peoples, and that's where I ask myself, what could be possibly Trump talking about in regards to deep state? Now, in 2016, I had come across Anthony Sutton, and I was already reading um, a, you know, glim- snippets of his books um, that were written about the Skull and Bones, that were written about Wall Street, that were written about this financial manipulation. And then you they weren't. Then you've got Trump in office spewing out deep state fake news. No, Obama never say anything like that. So you know, I mean, what we have are <clears throat> incredibly trying times. We just we just we we we're just living in trying times, aren't we? I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. And which means now more than ever. Um, you need to make your voice. And if you disagree with what I'm saying, tell me. You don't have to agree with it. If you disprove things that I'm mentioning, disprove them. 
educate me. But, for instance, the Society of Jesus, this military order that uses education to conquer, okay? Uh, and by the way, the Swiss Pontifical Guard is, that's the Swiss Army, is the guard and army to the Pope. That's, that's another fact. You can look at historically these very wealthy European, and if you can create a religion that suppresses people um, it, against their will or along with their will, you know, it gives them a reason to live, gives them an explanation to live, which is basically what religion is. Um, now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it is what it is. People need answers. People want answers. And if you accept, for instance, you know, uh, Christianity is one of the oldest religions on the planet. I argue that it is, it is the most financially successful. It is the most financially successful religion on the planet. Um, then, you know, the Vatican and Jerusalem have been at odds for a long, long time. A long time. In fact, um, what is it? The, uh, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame, the... Jerusalem, right, is the Vatican headquarter in Jerusalem. Like, did you realize that that even exists? Do you realize that exists? <clears throat> so a lot of these instruments that are played on an international level really come down to the reason this country was formed in the first place, and that is uh, man's age-long struggle to live freely. And if you can manipulate and monopolize a society based on your uh, theological, religious, ideological um, belief system, then you continue to grow and expand. It's, and such is the case as the Vatican, which is well over 2,000 years old, isn't it? Um, well, um, Roman Catholicism. Um, so, if we're, if, we're, if we're looking at this historical concept, and by the way, Georgetown University, which feeds into the Washington politics, uh, is a Jesuit institution. It's the oldest Jesuit institution. Um, Rome on the Potomac was the original name for Washington, D.C. Uh, the Pentagon uh, is, uh, is a building that's based off of um, a structure in Rome uh, with five sides. Uh, uh, and, I'll, and I'll get that get that name for you uh, right now. It, known as the um, Cap Capra Rolla, the Capra Rolla. It's a Farnese. The Farn House of Farnese is a finance that uh, the Pentagon was uh, built by an Irish Catholic. Um, so again, nothing against Catholics, but if I find ties into Rome, uh, like uh, Archbishop Vigano is saying. And he's openly said that this whole COVID-19 vaccine agenda is just that. It's an agenda to control. This is one of the highest ranking uh, uh, Vatican uh, 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 bishops, <clears throat> personnel, to say that. Okay, you have struggles within, you have power struggles within the Vatican. We look at the Medici family, the Orsini family, Elder Bandini family, the Rothschild. Rothschild are nothing more than papal um, money managers. Okay. Um, Jerusalem, you know, they're Jewish. Okay. Yeah. So what? Jerusalem is not 
the power of Rome is. Rome is a global power. Yeah, there's Jews globally, uh, but they are they don't have they don't have the um, the infrastructure. They don't have the um, the networking um, that the uh, nor, nor nor have Jews ever nor have Jews. And by the way, uh, my best friends have always been Jews, but nor have Jews nor have Jews ever conquered in the name of God. What American country is is a Jewish country by foundation? Okay, I'm not talking about Judeo-Christian principle. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what country, what country in America or the world was was founded by a Jewish conquest? Not a single one. And the deliberation and the argument is that Israel isn't either. Israel is a by means of uh, British uh, Lord Balfour and the Rothschild, uh, Israel, modern-day Israel, is nothing more than a Vatican establishment. Okay. So let me, uh, let me wind down here. Because um, I, I, I... Let me give some of these... Some of the things that I want you to walk away with. Princess Margarita de Bourbon de Parme. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not telling you to. I'm just saying this is the, the, uh, even uh, the Medici. There's uh, Lord Medici, the, the Orsini, the, the Pepe Orsini, considered a great pope. I don't know these people. I have nothing against these people. Okay, I'm just saying that they have. They come from historically very wealthy power line, lines, uh, and they manipulate. They manipulate. Okay, uh, look, I, I, I was able to grace the presence of Prince Charles. He seemed like a nice guy. He didn't shake my hand. He turned away. But Camilla did shake my hand. She seems wonderful. Okay, I, don't, I, I have met some of these people. They're great people, just like you and I. Okay, but the objective here, the objective here is to reinforce, to educate, reinforce, and sustain and strengthen what we've been given. And that is a wonderful country. That is the United States of America. Okay. But for instance, uh, uh, Maria Beatriz is a descendant of the House of Farnese by means of the House of Bourbon and Parma. They intermarry, right? Um, what, what, is, what, is, what is the Farnese? Ale, Alessandro Farnese was the financer, basically, of the uh, Parisian, that is Paris, um, uh, uh, development of the Society of Jesus by St. Ignatius de Loyola. That is financed, or some of the research I've come across, by the House of Farnese. Um, okay, and 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 there have been popes, the Medici's. I I think have provided five or six popes. The Orsini's have provided a couple different popes. Um, some of these old European power families um, have provided the pope. It just so happens that Francis, an Argentinian, uh, is the first Jesuit pope in six hundred years. The first Jesuit pope, and it is the Jesuits that are a military order, okay? It is their, it is their from, from my understanding, uh, is their objective to conquer you. <laughs> and they do it unconventionally. They do it by tactics such as learning against learning. They do it as tactics such as uh, what Eric John Phelps regards as the birth of uh, these communist practices as the Paraguayan reductions, uh, or Uruguayan reductions, uh, the reduction systems out of uh, South, the Central, South, South America. 17th, 18th uh, century. 
Okay, but let me uh, let me go let me go down the line here, um, and um, uh, so I've given you the house of farm uh, uh, of farnese. Okay, that's something something for you to look into to consider. Um, I've already, I've given you a lot of information here. I, look at the U.S. Grand Union flag. You know, tie back the roots to the city of London and um, the British East Indies Company. Uh, there has been <laughs> there there has been one president. U.S. president. There's been one U.S. president that left office without debt. One. No, it was not Trump. Certainly not Biden. Not Obama. Not either of the Bushes. There's been one president, not JFK. There's been one president that has left office. One president that has left office without a federal, without a doubt, a debt. And that was Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson ran on the elite re-election platform to kill the banks. He knew of the corruption. Washington was in debt when he left. Lincoln was in debt. Um, Jackson was the only president to leave office without a debt, with a surplus. Clinton didn't do it. Um, so this country has been in um, financial turmoil and ruin since its inception. And I'm telling you, it has everything to do with the city of London. But it digs deeper than that. It goes to the Bank of International Settlements in Basel. Now, that's an institution that wasn't created in 1776. It didn't exist. Um, Bank of International Settlements, to my understanding, is more of a, and, and I'm going to throw this one out there, and I'm likely very long, very wrong on this, but that is um, that is something that is uh, related to the outcome of World War II. I might be totally off on that, and part of me, I do not mean to discredit myself, but I, but I am forewarning that I might be very, very off on that. Um, the, but the city, basically, the city of London, yes, financed um, the American Revolution. So these are the strings that need to be uncovered. These are these are the these are the these are the channels that you need to be. These these are these. This is what you need. the The Lord Mayor of the City of London is a more powerful figure in England than is the King Charles today. Rest in peace, Elizabeth. Okay, more powerful. For instance, the chariot that that Lord Mayor drives has more jewels, more precious metal than does the monarch. Now, these are things that you can find in public searches, you know, search results, Google, for instance. So let's let's just I just want to give you a list of names as you're looking at Obama and you're saying, well, you know, Obama was the first black president. It's a wonderful thing because it's great for democracy. It's great for diplomacy. Um, but wait a second here. He was he was really all he was doing was breaking down the 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 the. Columns, the support columns that made America great, right? That that made it such great. It, it was really just conforming into this more globalized system. <clears throat> okay, and that's that's my opinion. But if you but if you are there saying, oh, well, you know, what, Obama, yeah, there are things that are great about him, but there's also things that are really interesting. And that you know, where was the birth certificate? Um, you know, who was his father? Um, you know, these different things. Um, then you can ask these questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna relate them right back to this road that I suggesting you get on because it's it's what makes sense to me now i might be wrong but it is what makes complete sense to me and that is the road to the vatican all roads lead to rome and that's the old saying 